0: A lot of the information that I've shared in this podcast I think will have been especially helpful to new youth ministers, people who are just getting started out in youth ministry. And so I thought, why not make an episode about starting a new youth ministry? Maybe it's just something in your community or maybe you're working at a church that doesn't have a youth group or children's ministry yet. Getting started can be overwhelming and it can be hard to know what exactly the steps are. How do you actually make this happen. So if that's you, if you're getting ready to start a new youth ministry, my goal is by the end of this episode, you will have a clear idea of exactly what you need to do next to make that happen and what your ministry is going to look like when it's all said and done. My name is Michael Collins. This is Maximize Youth Ministry. This show exists to help you gain skill and confidence in youth ministry. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you love the show today. So I've got seven steps here that I'm going to walk you through, or seven points, that will help you paint a very clear picture of what your youth ministry is going to be and what you need to do to get there. The first step is always just going to be to pray. If we're starting a new ministry, any sort of ministry, we want to make sure that its foundation is solid and it's founded in Christ, and His will and that this is from Him and not just something that we are excited about this week that we're not going to care about in another month. So that's the first thing you need to do is just to pray. But more specifically, pray and ask why. Because you need to know your why. Why do you want to start a youth ministry? What is your mission statement of this ministry going to be? What's your purpose? What need are you meeting? What's the goal of this Ministry, ask yourself those questions, pray about it, write it down, make it clear. You need to be sure that you completely understand your why so that you can then later easily help others see the value of your ministry. Because that's going to be really important, especially when you're starting out, is casting vision and helping other people get on board and understand the reason your ministry, your new youth ministry needs to exist. So that's step number one. Pray about it and figure out your why. Write down your mission and your vision statements. And don't worry, they don't need to be perfect. You can change them later. That's fine. But it's important just to get something written down because you can't edit a blank page. You need to have something there and then you can improve it once you have just something. So figure out what you think your why is going to be, what is your mission, and what is your vision. What are you trying to see accomplished, and how are you going to go about doing it? And write those things down. Then, step two is to gather your resources, and I don't mean literally start hoarding things in a room, but start a list or a spreadsheet or something on your computer, and take into take into consideration every tool that you have at your disposal for this new ministry. That includes facilities, spaces, meeting spaces, a gym, a field. Anything that you can use for events or programmed activities, money, what kind of funding do you have, literally how many basketballs do you have, how many dodgeballs, how much rope, things that you're going to use in youth ministry, how much candy do you have, but also how much time, if maybe you're working a full-time job, how much time do you have to put into this because that's one of the hardest resources to get your, your hands on is more time. So think about that and make a list somewhere. Write it all out so you can see it all in one spot and just and have a clear understanding of what you're working with here. Once you've done that, it's time for step three, which is make a plan. You're going to take your mission and your vision statements. You're going to take your why. You're going to look at all of the resources that you've gathered and written down and create a rough draft of your programming. And don't, don't limit yourself too much here. Dream big. Because this is, program is going to end up changing later, but it's going to be important to have some sort of a plan before you move on from this point. You need to you need to put together some sort of an idea of what, is, what your ministry is going to look like in action. What kind of programming events are you going to have? How frequently are you going to be seeing these youth? Is it every day? Is it once a week, once a month, one week out of the year if you're at camp? You've probably, if you, when you thought of the idea for your youth ministry, this is the part that you're most likely really thinking about. So, this should be pretty easy, but it's a good idea, again, to just write it down, just like everything else so far. We want to write it down, put it on paper, because it, writing helps us organize our thoughts. And it, the more we write down, the more we're going to be able to think this through, and the clearer and easier it's going to be when we try to explain this and cast vision to youth and adults who maybe can help us. But at this point you also I want you to be thinking about when you're putting together the plan for some of your your big picture ideas for programming, think about why are your youth going to come to your ministry. You've already figured out why you want to have the ministry, why it's necessary and needed and what benefit it's going to bring to your community. But why are the youth going to attend? What's in it for them? What is going to draw them in? Why are parents going to drop their kids off with you for an hour a week or however long it is? Because the old saying, if you build it, they will come is not always true. You need to understand what it is. <laughs> think like a kid and think, why are they going to attend? Because if there's nothing about it that's appealing to the youth, then your ministry is going to be dead before it hits the ground. And it's not a bad idea to even go around and ask some kids that you know. Write down what you think is going to be good and enticing for them. Go and tell them about it and ask them if that sounds like something they would want to do. Because I'll be honest, I mean, I've been working in kids ministry for a while now, and I can't always predict what kids are going to want to do. And sometimes they don't want to do something just because an adult suggested it. So if they don't like it, don't immediately give up and be discouraged. You might ask them again the next week and they're all about the idea and it was just the mood they were in that day. But it is a good idea to ask. If you only ask one or two, don't be too discouraged if they're not interested. Just go and ask some more or wait a week and ask them again. Or change some things and see if you can change their mind about it. All right. Number four is people. Make a list of people who could help you in some way. Think, sit down, think about it, write down the name of every person you know who could possibly help you with this ministry, either by providing resources or as volunteers. If you know that they're really good with kids or you think they would be really on board with this, reach out to them. And this is when it's going to be really important that you've made a clear mission and vision statement and you understand the need for this ministry in your community because now you're going to be reaching out to other adults and casting the vision for them and getting them on board. So reach out if people have resources, if somebody has a gym or something, some sort of facility that you want to use, or if you need a dozen horses for something and you know somebody who has a ranch, reach out, cast the vision, tell them what you want to do and how they can help, and then invite me because I want to know what you're using those horses for. And especially if it's with resources, you don't even necessarily need to know the person. If you just know of somebody who has some sort of resource that you want to be able to use, reach out, tell them what you're wanting to do and how they could possibly help. The worst they can say is no. But if you do a good job of casting your vision and you're honest and open about what it is that you're trying to accomplish, there's a good chance that they say yes. So... Don't be afraid to ask. And when you're asking for volunteers, especially, don't just call somebody and say, hey, I'm trying to do a, start a new youth ministry and I really need volunteers to help me watch these kids. Can you come and help? Okay, that's not that's not great. That doesn't make it sound very appealing and it doesn't really get to the core of what you're trying to do. Call them up and say something more along the lines of, hey, I'm trying to start a summer camp for fatherless kids because one in four kids in America is fatherless, and fatherless kids are significantly more likely to end up in prison and using drugs and alcohol and just in a rough area in life. And I know that camp can be life-changing for some of these kids. I've seen the way that you have interacted with some of the kids at church, and I think you would be really good at working with some of these kids. Would you be at all interested in coming and helping me minister to these fatherless kids that was significantly better because i explained the need i cast some vision as to what i was trying to do and i gave them a specific reason why i was calling them and not someone else if you can tell somebody why you think that they would be a good volunteer and why you want them specifically it's going to be a lot more meaningful and it's going to prove to them that You really did think of them for a reason and you're not just looking for bodies to come and help you manage the chaos that can be 100 kids. So start making phone calls and keep a list of who said they can help out, when they said they can help out. Make notes and and stay organized because I know from experience the stuff will slip through the cracks. People that are interested and excited in volunteering and helping out and even though you desperately need them, there's just a million things to try to juggle. So make sure you're keeping you're writing everything down and keeping it organized. Okay, next step number five, at this point you want to identify the weak points. Look through your resources, look at your plan, look at the people that you've got on board and what they've been able to offer, and look at your mission and vision statement again and make sure you're you're staying on mission and then look through and figure out what are you lacking? What do you need to be able to accomplish your mission and vision statements and can you get it or can you achieve the goal without it you might need to be a little bit creative or maybe you need to modify parts of your plan parts of your big picture programming that you wrote down i remember i told you in step three dream big you know don't don't be constrained by your resources just yet because we'll see what we can do but now's the time when okay maybe maybe we aren't going to be able to Take all the kids on a private jet somewhere. All right. You got to cut some things back a little bit, but try to stay as true to your mission and vision statement as possible. Once you have edited down, identified your weak points, changed up your plan a little bit, then it's time to get very specific and create a schedule. Actually, you're going to create two schedules. You're going to create a schedule from today until the first day of your new ministry or program. The timeline of what exactly needs to be done, what are you trying to put together, gather, what events are you going to have maybe to promote it, and write all of that out. Again, we're always going to be writing things down. And then also you're going to put together the schedule of your ministry itself, the schedule of what your kids are going to go through in an average day, Of your ministry. And you probably have some of this done from the plan that I mentioned in step three of what the programming is going to look like. But make sure you have something very specific of literally from the time they arrive, every hour or half hour or so, what they'll be doing until they get picked up. And I highly recommend when you're scheduling your ministry, schedule every minute of it. Don't leave any downtime or free time. Now, if you're working with older teenagers, then free time isn't as big of an issue. But one thing that I've noticed is, especially with working with kids, free time is the time that tends to cause the most problems, the most disciplinary problems, behavioral issues, injuries, anything like that. And the thing, reason is because if you don't give kids something to do, they will find something to do. And you can't guarantee that whatever they find to entertain themselves is going to be safe or even legal sometimes. So schedule out every minute. Give them something to do. Provide your volunteers with time filler games. I did an episode on that. Episode 36 is five easy games you can use to fill time. Some of my favorites. Trying to limit the downtime or the time that the kids have with nothing to do as much as possible is going to help you out a lot and help things run a lot smoother. So keep that in mind as you're putting together your schedule. And then the last step, after you've done all of this, is to pray. We started with prayer, we're ending with prayer. Pray over everything you're doing. Ask others to pray for you and try to keep your focus on God and not the millions of problems that are going to arise as you try to construct this youth ministry. Hopefully, the things that we've gone through today will make things run a lot smoother and you have a clear schedule ahead of you now and and an idea of what needs to happen. But things don't always go according to plan. And that's one of the, the golden rules of youth ministry is you have to stay flexible. You have to adapt to what comes because problems are, gonna, are going to arise. So thank you for listening. Just remember to love the kids all the time, no matter what. I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode. At the time of recording this, we have five reviews on Apple Podcasts and four on Spotify. I would love it if you could go and increase that number by one. It'd mean a lot to me and let me know that you are out there, you're listening, and you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening.